Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode 50, dedicated to a man that grew up in a hood where bullies <laughs> get bullied, Mr. Zach Randolph. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading to another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the end or an era in the NFL that is coming to an end. I have some comfort for all of you Patriots fans out there. Yes, a Colts fan like myself is going to give comfort to all of you fans over there in Foxborough. Uh, Got to get our picks off for the weekend. But first, Cole Anthony, have you, have you, have you heard about that name? Have you watched this young man play? Have you realized the talent that he possesses? I mean, his his first game as a as a college athlete, North Carolina versus Notre Dame, game number one, coming right out of the gate with a conference foe. 34 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 50% from the field. And man, oh man, let me tell you, the talk about this young man got higher and higher and higher. And people are like, ooh, we, we got to make sure this man stays, stays on our television stream. Every time he's playing, we got to watch him. He is that kind of talent. Recently, he suffered an injury. You never want to have someone suffer an injury throughout any portion of their career. But recently, he tore his meniscus. But suggested or expected to be out 8 to 10 games. For, I think it's like 4 to 6 weeks. Not that long Not that long at all. Now, the thing about this is, every time somebody that has a, that's a, uh, a top talent, potential lottery pick, potential top five pick in the upcoming draft of their particular sport, people are automatically saying, hey, if you get hurt, sit out. If you get hurt, sit out. If you get hurt during the season and you have the chance of jeopardizing uh, your millions of dollars, sit out. If the players took that kind of mindset, they wouldn't play college basketball at all. Anytime somebody is playing any kind of sport, hockey, soccer, football, basketball, tennis, Field hockey, it don't matter the sport. Anytime anybody plays any type of sport, their body is subject to suffering an injury. It happens. It's a part of life. People that work factory jobs, people that work any kind of job, people that work when you're walking, when you're running, when you're exercising, you're subject to suffering any kind of injury. I was watching Get Up Wednesday morning, and I think it was Mike Greenberg said, hey, this young man, Cole Anthony, due to his injury, protect yourself, young man. Protect your future. Protect your money. Protect those millions, and go ahead and sit out the rest of the season. This young man is probably going to come back in January. Come back in January. You've got a month, month or so, a little over a month before the ACC tournament. Um, you're probably going to play, I believe he's going to play in both of the uh, North Carolina-Duke rivalry games. It's one of the best rivalries in sports. You do not want to miss a part of that. If you're healthy, you play. If you have a chance to play, you play. If you are 65, 70, 75%, you could walk, talk, chew gum. You can move a little bit. You're out at full strength, but, you can, but you're, you're able to play. You play. He has a chance to win a national title with North Carolina now. That's a that's a very slim chance because right now North Carolina is very, very young. They're talented, but they're young and their players are learning on the job and they're they're, they're experiencing growing pains. You got the guy out the gate hot this season, lost to Michigan, and I, I believe they suffered uh, three more losses after that. One of them without Cole Anthony on the court losing to Wofford. North Carolina, with their best player or not, should not be losing to Wofford. It's not acceptable. Roy Williams coach teams are better than that. North Carolina gets talent that is better than that. They should not lose in a Wofford, but that's just showing that with Cole Anthony off of the court, this team is missing a big piece of their team. He can dribble. He can pass. He can shoot. He can rebound. He's aggressive. He's also assertive. He's not a selfish guy that's looking to put up 30, 40, 50 shots himself just, just to make himself look good. No, he's willing to pass. Uh, he's a career high so far, eight assists in the game. He's willing to pass, willing to get the, uh, pass that rock around to get the best man open, to get the best shot available for the offense during that particular set why sit out 
Why? People are like, oh, man, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa. Yes, Nick Bosa plays football. And if Nick Bosa would have decided to come back and play, nobody would have been upset with it. People could people could have been like, oh, Nick Bosa should not have come back and played. Uh, he should have protected himself. Okay, I understand it. In football and basketball, you're subjecting yourself to injury no matter what you're doing. It's a part of the sport. I mean, in basketball, if a Hooper's not playing at North Carolina, if a Hooper's not playing at Duke or, or at Indiana University or, 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 or playing at Arizona, what's he going to do? He's going to hoop. I mean, goodness, you saw Cole Anthony in those Chris Brickley videos uh, up there in New York hooping and working out. There's injuries that can happen anytime somebody exercises. I understand the hesitation and people's thought process to say, hey, sit out, sit out, sit out. That's a new age philosophy. That's a new age way of thinking. There is a time, there was a time that players, professional or collegiate, or even or even younger than that, if they could play, they played. No questions asked. The thought of missing out on money didn't come across their mind, and they were able to get generational generational changing money at that time as well. Not just now. People getting big contracts in sports, that's been going on for years and years and years, and it's not going to stop. Yes, the money has escalated and inflated to an astronaut. Ast- astronomical uh, amount right now but that's not saying back in the day the players uh the players were, were worried about missing out on money no they knew what was at stake but they also knew they had pride at stake as well if Cole Anthony can play I think that man should play missing eight eight to ten games come back in January man he's going to make his he's actually going to help have his uh his draft stock rise a little injury comes back, plays better than he did it at the beginning of the season. Uh, comes back, uh, matures, sees what he can do to help his team, to lead his team, to improve. And I think this young man has a great shot, not to just be a, a top talent, but have a great shot to have a great freshman year at North Carolina. Come back and just play out of your mind, young man. Play out of your mind. Let's go ahead and take a trip to New Orleans, Louisiana. Did you watch that game Monday night? Did you see Drew Brees go 29 of 30? Yes, he had a phenomenal game, broke some record during that game. But while he was playing, I started thinking about an era of quarterbacks that won't be here much longer. If you're a sports fan like me and you don't like watching blowouts, there is a good chance that during that Monday night game, Colts and Saints, you turn that game off shortly after Drew Brees passed Peyton Manning for the most touchdowns, passing touchdowns thrown in NFL history. Yes, I actually lasted, I think, to the third quarter, but I can't stand watching blowouts, especially when my team is getting blown out. Turn that thing off is always on my mind. But while Drew Brees is doing his thing, while the Colts were not providing any resistance, while the Colts were looking like the worst team in the NFL, I mean, you can go to the Dolphins, the Bengals. I mean, they look bad. <laughs> they, they, they look really, really bad. Brissett couldn't throw the ball to anybody, couldn't throw the thing in the ocean. Uh, the, the defense was like, oh, let's run this zone. Okay, Drew Brees is one of a kind. Yeah, we're, we're fine with that, but let's, 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 let's run this zone. Okay, Drew Brees will pick you apart. Yeah, yeah, we, we get that. Let's continue to run this zone. And that's what they did, and they literally embarrassed themselves. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, you, whatever whatever weapons he has, man, man, embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing, but great for the Saints. I mean, honestly, you're watching that game, and you're watching um, one of the best guys we have seen in NFL history, uh, Drew Brees, just do what he does. Pick you apart left and right. He finds the holes in your defense. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knows how to exploit your hole better than you know how to fix your hole. And then he just picks you apart. Dinks and dunks. 29 of 30. Highest passing passing, highest passing completion percentage in a particular game with a minimum of attempts of 20 passing attempts in NFL history. 
I think it was like 96%. That's, it's insane. That's just how good Drew Brees is. Well, this got me thinking about an era of quarterbacks between 98 to 2005, quarterbacks that came during that time period, that is coming to an end. And you may be thinking like, okay, Jay, what are you talking about? We have great quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, we have good quarterbacks. We have some great ones, some, some, a few, a couple. But I wouldn't just say we got a, we have a lot of them. There's even one guy that some people are still um, um, waiting to see, can he sustain this level of play? And I'm right there with him. Uh, we'll talk about him in just a little bit. There's so many guys in the NFL that are old heads. They're old guys. They're guys that have been quarterbacking their teams or in the NFL 15-plus years, uh, multiple-time Pro Bowls, first-team All-Pro um, Super Bowl winning, uh, Super Bowl uh, championships, Super Bowl MVPs, regular season MVPs. I mean, all the list of their accolades goes on and on and on and on. But this era that we're that's about to be out of here, and what happened between oh, you want to say 06 to 2011, 2012, about the quarterbacks that came in, we're seeing the the why that crop of quarterbacks that we have right now is not as good as it was 10 years ago. I got a list of guys, guys that came to the league between 98 to 2005, and then the guys after that. You're going to see the significant drop-off in talent between the 98 draft up until uh, the current day players that we have that are, st- that are still coming into the league. Uh, I, I have a few. Now, there are some years, I think 2007, there were no good cali- no good quarterbacks that came during that year. So I was like, ah, why should I write them now? They're not that good. But you're going to see the drop-off between, or just the golden age of talent and quarterbacks between 98 to 2005, those that got drafted during those years, all the way up until now. Now we're, now we're this is going to kind of find out and show us why there's such a drop-off in talent in quarterbacks and so why finding a good sustaining starting quarterback is so hard right now they're not being produced and they're not being developed like they used to be yes there was there are guys that are talented at 17 18 19 years old but the development from that age up until drafting up until year two and year three in the NFL is not be is not the same way that it used to be. 98, we had Peyton Manning come out. Uh, 99, you had Donovan Culpepper and Dante Culpepper. Uh, you cannot forget those names. Uh, 2000, you have Tom Brady come out. 2001, Michael Vick, Drew Brees. Uh, 2003, Carson Palmer. 2004, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. That might be the best uh, quarterback class that has ever come in the NFL. Uh, three guys that are probably going to be Hall of Famers. Phillip Rivers never to the Super Bowl. That's not going to hold him back. Eli Manning, I understand his, his, his woes in the regular season. Actually, woes as far as winning the division as well. But I think his, him winning the two Super Bowls is really going to really going to be what propels him into the Hall of Fame. 2005, you have Alex Smith whose career is basically done, uh, rehabbing right now to the injury he just suffered last season, and Aaron Rodgers. Think about all the talent that I just named off. Think about all the accolades that are there. Think about when you put them under center or a shotgun or that pistol set, whatever kind of formation you're running. Think about how great their offenses have been. I mean, numerous Super Bowl champ- Super Bowl wins, numerous Super Bowl MVPs, numer- numerous All-Pros, numerous MVPs. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And minus Michael Vick having the dogfighting issue, we- he wouldn't have had the drop-off he had when he came back into the NFL. Because most guys, literally, most guys, when they leave a sport for any particular time, leave a job for any two, three years, when they come back, they're not the guy they used to be. And we found that with Michael Vick. Now, there's a significant drop-off between caliber quarterbacks that come in between 06 up until, oh, 
2011, 2012, 2013. Uh, some of the newer guys, they're good, but they, but coming out, they're not touted and they're not thought about as high as the guys were that came out in the 90, between 98 and 2005. 2006, we got Vince Young, Matt Leiner. Okay, they're not, not that good. Uh, they were great in college, didn't pan out in the NFL. 2008, you got Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco. You see where I'm going with this? 2009, you got Matt Stafford, 2010, Sam, Sam, Brad, Sam Bradford. 2011, Cam Newton and Andy, Andy Dalton. Um, they kind of argue for themselves. 2012, Andrew Luck. Now, Andrew Luck did retire early. And so Andrew Luck's retirement was one that came unexpected, unexpectedly. There have been rumors that, oh, the team knew in the summer or the team knew uh, beginning of training camp, whatever. No matter if the team knew at beginning of training camp or not, it's still all of a sudden unexpected. Nobody expects someone to, to retire 29, 30 years old when they're projected, expected to be very, very, very good in the upcoming season in the sport that they play. 2012, you had Andrew Luck. RG, RG3 was drafted right after him, but we all know how that went. Ryan Tannehill. Now, Russell Wilson came in the, in the 2012 drive. This is when things started to get a little bit better. Between 06 to 2011, man, the, the talent crop coming into the, into the NFL ain't that hot. And it, it, they may have been good, good in college, but, man, man, the development of these players is not what it used to be. Sometimes you can develop them to be whatever they can be, but they can't exceed that their ceiling is not what the ceiling of other players was. Uh, 2012, you had Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins. Okay. Uh, 2013, I was going to put no players at all, but I said for the sake of this segment, I figured I might as well put somebody down. EJ Manuel, Geno Smith. Ugh. Not exciting at all. 2014, Blake Bortles, Derek Carr. Jimmy G. Now, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is, is a is a special one because there, there is a good chance that he could have still been in New England. But since New England said, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. We got to get something for him. We don't want him backing up Brady forever. Or we want to win now instead of winning in five years after Brady is gone. So they, they shipped him off to, to the 49ers. And he has a very good shot of getting to the Super Bowl this year. A really good shot. With that defense he has, uh, help keeping them in games, helping them win games, that team has a very, very, very good shot of getting to, to the Super Bowl. 2015, Jameis Winston, Mar Marcus Mariota. Uh, Mariota got benched. Jameis Winston should be benched, but well, um, he keeps throwing these. He keeps throwing for passing yards. His his passing yards keep going up, and he keeps slinging that thing around. Also, he slings that thing around to the other team every week. He's on the field. Uh, 2016, Jared Goff, J J Jacoby Brissett, Dak Prescott. Prescott good. Goff okay. Brissett. You're playing, he's playing himself out of a job right now. 2017, things start to get a lot better than it was between 06 uh, to 16. Of course, he had some good players between those years that came out. Uh, but 2017, you have Mitchell Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. 2018, Baker Mayfield, he talks too much. Sam Darnold, eh, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, the 2019, just last year, you had Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins. That drop-off between... 98, the, the, the player that came in between 98 and 05 and the drop-off till then is crazy, astronomical. I mean, we think about it, and we saw Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees go down this year. We're like, oh, man, they'll come back. They'll still be great. They'll still be the guys that we have seen them be for so long. 
Wait, uh, these guys are nearing 40 years old. Some are 40 years old. The thought of them being great for a long period of time, that thought process is gone. It's the pro that thought process is leaving everyone's head. Tom Brady, bruh. I, I get it. I get it. You still want to win. You have a good shot of still winning this year. Why? Because of your defense, but your player as a quarterback is getting gone. It's not what it used to be. Are we prepared? Are you mentally prepared? Because this is what we're going to be watching for the foreseeable future. Cam Newton's probably going to start for somebody next year. Are you ready to see that again? Andy Dalton, he's not leaving the Bengals. I don't understand why they kept him so long, but he's not leaving the Bengals. Russell Wilson, you're like a diamond in the rough. I'm so glad you're in the NFL. Uh, came out, came uh, from a Big Ten school to go to the NFL and do your thing. I can watch him for a lot for a lot longer. I sure can. I hope you can too. Nick Foles, I, 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 you got an answer for that one because I, I don't. I mean. He, Super Bowl, yeah, great, but you got, I mean, you're not playing a Gardner Minshew is. Gardner Minshew's playing well, but you have, you've done more in the league than he has. You should be the starter. You be people's thought process. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. Uh, Joe Flacco, he's probably going to be gone here very soon. Do you want to watch more of Matt Ryan? I mean, I understand he's been, he's been in the league for uh, 11 years, but do you want to watch more of Matt Ryan? I'm not sure if I do, uh, but, but who, who's going to replace him? That's the question we're running into right now. These guys that are in the NFL, these quarterbacks that have been in for quite some, quite a long time, they've been able to be starters. Their their talent, their 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 the skills and their talent is is dropping. But do we want to watch? Are the are the coaches and the organizations wanting to watch more football of this? Jimmy G, Derek Carr, yeah, I mean they're going to be starters for a while. Blake Bortles, uh, you tell me. I mean, I, I, Matt Stafford. I don't want to watch the more Jameis Winston. No, 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 sir, no, sir, Rebob. I don't. I think he's going to be a starter. I'm not. I'm not saying Jameis Winston. He can't throw the ball around. I'm not saying he can't sling that rock. I'm not saying any of that. But what I'm saying is Jameis Winston's. You can't win with Jameis. No. We saw Jameis after he won the after he won the Natty at Florida State. I believe it's a 2013 uh, BCS championship game, the last BCS game, going to the college ball playoff the very next year. That system. We saw Jameis that second season as a, as a full-time starter. Jameis had a huge drop-off. Every single game, it seemed like Jameis Winston struggled to see what was going on, what the defense was doing, where the holes in the defense were. And it all capitalized in that Florida State-Oregon first semifinal game where Jameis was just playing horrible. Didn't know what was going on. And this isn't the this isn't the defense, the Oregon defense we're watching now. This is more Chip Kelly style Oregon defense. This defense now is more physical. All Jameis had to do was, was trust his O-line and make right decisions like he had done before. But that drop-off that he had from first year starter at one year starter at, at Florida State to the second year starter, that just began to be, began to be the drop-off when it felt came to the NFL, and he kept getting worse. And worse and worse and worse. Dak Prescott, he's going to be a starter somewhere. I think. I think all he needs in Dallas is a good, a good, a good coach. I want to say another quarterback. Good coach, because uh, Jason Garrett should have been fired four or five years ago. I understand Jerry Jones wants a guy that he can actually control like a puppet. Uh, but Jer Jason Garrett should have been gone a long time ago. Dak Prescott, good, a good coach in there. He's going to be one of the top, uh, uh, better quarterbacks. One of the guys that are looked at more highly of. Kobe Brissett, you're playing yourself out of out of a job, bro. 
People here at Indianapolis are tired of you. I have people that I talk to about sports on a regular basis that are saying, hey, um, Jacoby, you're not the guy. You're not the guy. Now, part of this is people view, watch sports and criticize sports way different than they used to. But Jacoby said, you're showing it, no matter if it's the old school way of uh, evaluating a quarterback or the new school way, you're showing that you can't play at a high level for 16 games in a row. I do five games in a row, bro. Trubisky. Now, Mahomes, Watson, 17 was kind of like an anomaly with this. Uh, Mahomes and Watson, those, as long as they stay healthy, those guys will be great leaders in this league. Not just great leaders. They'll be, they have a shot to win, to get to Super Bowls. Getting to a Super Bowl is just a great accomplishment. Get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. If, if they get a good coach, if they get good teams around them, they have a shot to lead their team to the promised land. But I think you get it. That golden age of quarterbacks is, is, is about to be out of here. I sure hope you're ready to watch the other guys play because the other guys aren't like the rest. Over the past four, five, six years maybe, everyone's trying to be the first person to say Brady is done. The Patriots are gone. Brady has washed up. He's not the guy he used to be. He's going to be retiring. They're not going to win this year. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone wants to be first, and I understand it. It's something that's ingrained in us. We want to be first at everything. First at our job, first in a, in a pickup game, uh, first, at a, first in a league. We want to be first. We want to be first to everything. I think people just need to relax a little bit on the Patriots. Yeah, that's the one team in the NFL I have not been able to stand since I was a kid. Every single year, New England, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, whoever they had on their team, just the just the location, the quarterback, and the coach were the only things that have been the, the same since since I've been alive, since I've been following sports to a T. And I was like, okay, cool, man. They got this quarterback. Wasn't really he, he took Drew Bledsoe's job. I literally watched that man win the Super Bowl. Okay, cool. It, it won't last, but it did. And he keeps going and going and going. And people this year, so many people are saying, oh, they're done. They are done. Yep, this, this is it, man. This is it. The, the Patriots are done. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's going to hang it up. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, their run is over. I'm like, hey, y'all, have y'all realized there's an actual another connection between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, even though Peyton Manning has already left the league, retired, and is enjoying retirement as we speak? Have people not realized that these guys will be linked for the rest of, of time? As long as there's an as long as there's NFL as long as there's people talking about NFL football, these two guys will be linked with everything. <clears throat> Passing their offense, who had the better offense, who had the better team, who won who won more Super Bowls, more MVPs, more All Pros, passing yards. Who who did did, did Tom did, did did Tom break Peyton's record? And trust me, people are going to be doing this from for forever and ever and ever, myself included. I started thinking about the Patriots this season, the Broncos 2015, Peyton's last year. What is the connection that is there between the two teams? The quarterbacks, their production dropped off drastically. Now, it's not so much by numerical number because Tom Brady's already thrown for 3,500 passing yards this year, will surpass 4,000 yards again this year. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But just their, their play on the field, how, how when we're looking at them on the field or watching them play, is this the guy that we're used to watching? Or is there something that's a, a connection from Peyton Manning's last year to Tom's last year? Now, Peyton Manning, when he went to Denver, before he went there, when he left Indianapolis, no one knew he was going to play again. No, 
No one knew if, he, he, if he'd be able to throw a ball again. So Jim Irsay said, hey, I got a, I got a decision to make. Am I going to resign him, no, not knowing if he could play again? Or if I'm going to, or, or am I just going to uh, not, re, not renew his contract, not have him sign a new contract, not put one together and let him go? They let him go. So Peyton Manning left Indianapolis, went to Denver, broke some old records, went to two Super Bowls, won one, lost one. The rest is history. He went out um, the way people want to go out, on top, winning the Super Bowl, um, hosting that, hoisting that Lombardi trophy up. And that's that. Peyton Manning's last year, he had the wor- his worst QBR he had ever had in, in his career. Now, QBR, that stat, did not come, was not one that was introduced until 2007. So if you go to Peyton's early career, his early, uh, I think, 98, 99 season, you would actually understand and realize he, he played worse. He played just as bad, if not worse, during that season. His, uh, his early his early stages, I think 99, he played good. But that 98, especially his rookie year, year four, I believe, as well, he played bad, really, really bad. So that would actually be one of uh, one of his worst seasons, probably. But he threw for nine touchdowns and 17 picks. That's not good under anybody's standards. Not, not Peyton Manning. Uh, nobody, nobody in the NFL right now. That's not good at all. His passer rating, though, that's something that had been calculated ever since he's been playing football. I mean, high school, college, passer rating has been going on for years and years and years. That's a quality stat to look at to see how a quarterback is actually playing. His worst QB, his worst passer rating was actually in 2015, his last year in the NFL, where he threw for, where his passer rating was 67.9 out of a possible 158.3. Bad, really bad. We like all these numbers. Ooh, how is he playing? Ooh, how is he compared to to other people? QBR is rated out of 100, passer rating 158.3. So you're seeing that Peyton Manning, his, his play has dropped off. What got Peyton Manning to the Super Bowl? That crazy, that really good, one-of-a-kind generational uh, style defense that the Broncos had. Number one in total defense, number one in passing defense, number three in rushing defense, number one in sacks, and they were actually number 13 in the year that year, in the league that year, in interceptions. Defense, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Now, why am I connecting Peyton Manning to Tom Brady? Tom Brady this season, yes, he'll surpass 4,000 passing yards once again. Peyton Manning, excuse me, Tom Brady will pass for uh, 4,000 passing yards once again. He actually started in all four, he has started every game this season. Peyton Manning in his last year only started in nine, only played in 10 out of a possible 16. So yeah, Peyton Manning, he was not the same guy at all. If you watched him, he was throwing ducks all over the field. It was bad. It was bad. Watching games, <laughs> it was rough to watch, man. It was, it was really rough to watch. Now, Tom Brady, not his standards here, 21 touchdowns, 7 picks. It looks like there's a disconnect between uh, the guy that we're used to watching and and the guy we're watching right now. Almost like he can't, yes, Father Time has has kind of crept up and got him. He can't be that guy that he was. His body cannot do the things that it used to do. Now, his QBR is his worst in his career to date this season. That does have a chance to go up of 50.1. His passer rating, his passer rating this year to date this, at this point in the season, 86.5 out of a possible 158.3, tied for the fifth worst in his career. So we're seeing not just the stats, I don't, I don't, uh, passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, yeah, that's all great. But the quarterback stats, the quarterback numbers that they utilize to say how was the quarterback at that time while he's playing to grade him, the grading stats, the grading barometer for quarterbacks, Tom Brady, man. This is some of the worst, some of the worst football we've seen him play ever. How in the world are the Patriots projected to still win their division? How in the world are the Patriots and in some people's eyes still the favorite to win the AFC? And to some people outside of Foxborough, outside of New England, that Boston area, how are some people still saying the Patriots can win the Super Bowl? They're crazy. 
crazy defense. Number one in total defense this season. Number two in passing defense. Number seven in rushing defense. Number they, they, They're number nine in total sacks. And they lead the league in interceptions. One thing Tom Brady had back in the day was a guy named Ty Law. You may, you, you may say, Ty Law, I, I don't know about him. I'm too young to know about him. I never watched him play football. Hit YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look at Ty Law play. He terrorized defenses all the time. What did Tom, What did Ty Law also do? He made uh, Peyton Manning lose his mind. Because it wasn't just Ty Law in New England. Ty Law went to Kansas City. And no matter what, we played the Patriots or the Chiefs in the playoffs. Peyton Manning could not figure out how that man knew Peyton's move before Peyton made it. Nobody, he couldn't understand it. Couldn't get around it. But if you look at this Patriots defense right now, let's go, just focus on the secondary Stephon Gilmore, Jason McCourty, Patrick Chung, Devin McCourty, those McCourty brothers, they're nothing to mess with. Nothing at all. If you want to have a if you want to win a championship in any league, no matter if it's hockey, soccer, basketball, football, it don't matter what it is, tennis, you have to have a good, great, uh, excuse me, not just a good, a great or an elite defense. Offense wins games. Defense will win your championships. The Broncos in 2015, defense. Out of the, out of this world, the Patriots defense almost at that same level. Can the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year? I believe so. Will they do it? I don't want to put it in pen. I want to. I don't want to put it down in pen and say yes. This is my Super Bowl leader. But it's going to be hard to find a team that can get past Tom Brady's brain and Bill Belichick with the scheme he's going to put together on offense and defense. The playoffs this year, everyone's saying the Ravens got it. The Ravens are going to go ahead and do it. Not so fast, my friend. The Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they are still in this league. In their playoffs, they have ran them for year after year after year. Before we get out of here, I'm actually going to do something real quick before we actually get to the picks. Former commissioner of the NBA, David Stern, is currently in the hospital, critical condition. And I want to just quickly say, keep him in your thoughts and your prayers. The commissioner that currently, that is that is the orchestrator or the reason why the NFL is the way that, excuse me, the NBA is the way that it is, the way that it is more of a global game, the way that the league has actually been able to um, be broadcast on more networks. Uh, players are able to make more money like they are. The sponsorships got to be um, super, super high as far as uh, what the players are earning. Uh, that's all because of David Stern. David Stern came in. 84 uh, up until 2014, I believe it was when he was in the uh, was uh, run in office as commissioner, and the league changed crazy. Uh, he served as NBA commissioner um, under his watch. The NBA added seven teams and relocated six other franchises. The league's annual revenue from its television contract increased by 40 times. The average player salary jumped from 250,000 a year in 84 to more than 5 million and the value of franchises skyrocket. I can go on and on and on about what he did, how he changed the game, how he made it not just a global game, but a more fun game to watch and how the way that he implemented different ways to promote the league were different than they were before. And the league has never been the same. A commissioner that uh, most of us growing up, we, he, we entered the we entered our lives watching the NBA that's all we knew. We only knew David Stern as the, as the commissioner. We only knew David Stern's the changes that he had put in. We only knew that. Adam Silver doing a phenomenal job right now with what he's doing and what he and how he has come in to be the commissioner of the NFL or I keep saying the NFL of the NBA and doing a great job with that. But we never want to hear no matter if it's a no matter no matter if it's 
an actor, any any regular, any just uh, a warehouse worker, uh, office worker, uh, someone in sales, no matter who it is. We never want to hear about anybody dying, uh, critical condition, none, none of, nothing like that. We recently had um, Rudy, the, you remember the, the movie Rudy that came out. The actual the person that that movie was portrayed, was portrayed for, he actually passed away. Then Herman Boone, the old T.C. Williams coach where uh, Denzel Washington played. And remember the Titans, that coach at that high school, he recently passed away as well. So two guys, two icons, two people that we all watched movies of, we all heard stories about as kids or when, about 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, another another guy that has been uh, on the forefront of most of our minds to date is uh, on his, some say, quote-unquote, deathbed. I, I don't want to think about it, but very critical condition. Keep Adam, Adam Silver. No, David Stern in your thoughts and in your prayers, especially during this tough holiday season. Time to get to our picks. Bowl season starts tomorrow. So what we're going to do, I have four bowl games to pick, and then there's actually going to be three NFL games on Saturday. So I'm going to do one NFL pick, one NFL game on Saturday, uh, two NFL games on Sunday that are traditional Monday night game as well. On Friday in the Bahamas Bowl, I am picking Buffalo over Charlotte. In the Frisco Bowl on Friday, I am picking Utah State over Kent State. On Saturday in the in the Mortgage Cure Bowl, I am picking Liberty over Georgia Southern. And in the New Orleans Bowl, I have Appalachian State over UAB on Saturday as well. NFL picks for the week. I have in the NFL on Saturday, I have the 49ers over the Rams. Uh, Sunday, I have the Eagles over the Cowboys. I don't want to pick. I, I, the Cowboys let me down too many times. I'm picking them, not picking them this time. Uh, I have the Chiefs over the Bears on Sunday. Then on Monday night, I got the Packers over the Vikings. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Underscore J25. Once again, that is at Dr. Underscore J-A-Y, the number two, and the number five. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to, to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure to let people know about the podcast this has been episode 50 yes 50 of the jc was podcast i'll see you next time